give a shout out to those people at the Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland, who covered a mass shooting that occurred in their office and killed five of their employees. Somehow they got the paper out the next day and told us all about it. That takes balls. Major, major balls. So full credit to them. LeBron James made it official today. He has opted out of his contract with the Cavs. That doesn't mean he won't play in Cleveland next year, but even if LeBron leaves again, Cleveland shouldn't be too mad this time. He brought a championship to Cleveland. LeBron fulfilled his part of the bargain. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is on Twitter campaigning for LeBron to sign with the L.A. Lakers. There's a photo of LeBron and Juju that accompanies the tweet. And you can tell that LeBron only has a vague idea of who Juju is. A vague idea at best. I wonder if Juju has caught a single pass this summer or lifted weights even for a couple seconds. Or if it's all been social media and video games. Uh, the pitching coach in Detroit got fired because he used the term spider monkey. We were wondering yesterday when he got fired what exactly, what it was he said. He used the term spider monkey, and a black clubhouse attendant took offense. The coach, Chris Bozio, he said he used the term to refer to a white player. He said when he worked out, he was spindly and skinny and squinted and looked like a spider monkey. There are two things kind of weird about this. Chris Bozio didn't call a white player a spider monkey. I mean, why? And wow, a clubhouse attendant got the pitching coach fired. A clubby got the pitching coach fired. Baseball has changed. Hey, if Bozio said it, he said it, and I get it, and he should be fired. But the guy who picks up underwear got the pitching coach fired. Yikes. Uh, Pitt and Penn State have joined the Pirates in wanting a cut of revenue from legalized gambling in the state of Pennsylvania. Pitt and Penn State will soon join the Pirates in being told, no! Uh, If Penn State got money from legalized sports gambling in Pennsylvania, it'd probably go straight to Sandusky's victims. And now they got a guy at Creepy Valley who was videotaping men while they were urinating in a public restroom. Yikes. Uh, there are no wild, uh, excuse me, World Cup games today. So I have to concentrate on the show. That sucks. So this is the Mark Madden Show with a potpourri of topics to open things up. Uh, 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter. Uh, we got... Ramonce Taylor at 3.30. He used to play football for Texas. He's a Longhorn, and now he's in town for the American Flag Football League's playoff games, which take place Saturday and Sunday at uh, Highmark Stadium in the in Station Square. And then at 4.15, we got Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette talking Penguins. And at 5 o'clock, we have the Penguins' top draft pick for this year, He's in town for the prospects camp. He is defenseman Kalen Addison. 
So, I mean, that is entertainment personified, that uh, that rundown of today's show. So keep it right here on 105.9 The X. I'd like to remind you that the media is not the enemy. To quote the great late cartoonist Walt Kelly, we have met the enemy and he is us. Uh, the Penguins aren't done shopping, it would appear. They could probably spend about $2 million bucks on a bottom six forward. Michael Grabner would be too expensive, and they got enough right wings anyway. I'd like to see them get Antoine Roussel from Dallas. He's a left wing. He's physical. He's a pest. He's good on the PK, and he would cost about $2 million. Uh, I laugh when people say, oh, just move Haglin. Then we can get Grabner. First off, one's a left wing, one's a right wing. Second off, we all think Haglin is overpaid, correct? Okay. So, it probably wouldn't be easy to move him, would it? Because if Jamokes like you have realized that Haglin's overpaid, NHL general managers probably realize it too. Uh, Jack Johnson, the defenseman from Columbus, is supposed to sign with the Penguins on Sunday. And I have never seen such venom, all sorts of vitriol spewed by the nutty minority like over getting Johnson. He's a bottom pair defenseman. Does it really matter who that is? Chad Ruweedle ain't so good. Johnson is better. Chad Ruweedle wasn't the reason the Penguins lost in the second round to Washington. Fourth line, left wing, bottom pair defenseman, gold jacket, green jacket, etc. Jack Johnson will be what will be fine for what's needed. Bullet Club is fine. If the Penguins never win another Stanley Cup, I'm good. I saw five. I want more, but five is fine. And those five have convinced me to at least have a little faith in management. You know what matters? Jack Johnson is a good fit, and on opening night at home at PPG Paints Arena, he will get a rousing cheer from the paying customers. They matter. The ticket buyers matter. Twitter does not. Blogs do not. Uh, I was hoping the Washington Capitals would fall apart. They're not. Trots left, but today they appointed Todd Reardon, hot toddy, the new head coach of the Washington Capitals. Uh, he was an assistant to Trotz last year and also a former Penguins assistant. Uh, the Caps kept John Carlson. Now today, not only did they hire Todd Reardon, but they just re-signed Kempney. He's a top 4D for them. And Smith Pelly. that's the winger who they did not give a qualifying offer to, but they went back out there, got him a one-year deal, $1 million. Kempney signed four years, $10 million. Smith Pelly got seven goals in the playoffs. He'll never do that again, but you still want to keep him just in case he does. So Reardon's going to coach, and he's not going to change much. And why would he? Going to be a lot of continuity there on the roster and behind the bench now. So Washington is going to be a real handful once again, I thought it might fall apart, but it's not going to.
412-333-9939 is the number to call. I like this story. Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers says he beat TJ McConnell so bad at video games that TJ almost cried. T, of course, being of this parish, good friend of the show, Chargers Valley, Arizona, now making a career in the NBA. And, you know, I know T well enough where he's super-duper always competitive. Whole family is. I could see T maybe not, you know, weeping after having lost a video game to Embiid, but Embiid was apparently talking crap on him the whole time. I could see, like, T getting mad and, like, you know how those tears squeeze out when you're really frustrated and pissed? That I can see. But memo to Joel Embiid. I don't know if the guy who wants the ball should do that to the point guard. Just not sure that's the right move. Like I said, we got the flag football guy at 3.30. We got Makai at 4.15. We got Penguins uh, draft choice Kalen Addison at 5 o'clock. I'm excited to talk to Kalen. I got some good stories later, too. One year they had the um, National Flag Football Championships at Penn Hills. You know who played them? There was a team in Penn Hills called Hippos Pub. They won Nationals one year, although not that year. Tommy Flynn played for him. Remember Tommy? Great high school player at Penn Hills, played at Pitt, played in the NFL. I forget what year the flag football championships were here in Pittsburgh. I think 86. So Tommy started the season with Green Bay. I don't think he got along with the coach then, Forrest Gregg. Green Bay cut him. Tommy came home, sat around for a while, played in the National Flag Football Championships for Hippos Pub. Not long after, the Giants picked him up and they won the Super Bowl. So Tommy went from not winning the Flag Football National Championships to winning the Super Bowl. Which is good. I got a feeling the Super Bowl paid more. I'm Mark Madden, 1059 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark? Yes? I have a crush on you. What a gutless bitch the Hebrew hammer is. Wait, get the ring. What a bubblehead. <laughs> the X at 1059. Double M on the X. I'm working on a blog for the uh, Schultz Ford website because I serve at the pleasure of King Richard. Richard Bazzi, the number one Ford dealer in the state, about the Capitals. I mentioned that uh, briefly in shows open. I thought Carlson would leave and Trotz would leave and things would be real shaky there. Trotz did leave, but they did the right thing. They kept the assistant coach, who's a big part of what they did last year, Todd Reardon, and made him the boss, and they kept Carlson. The Capitals are going to have continuity and confidence going into the season. And if you'll recall, the Penguins had that after they won the Cup in 2016 going into the next season, and you saw how that paid off for them. Very rarely does a team go into a season, uh, whether they're defending champ or not, with virtually the same roster. You know, because it's a cap league. It just doesn't work that way. But the Penguins did in the season when they won a second straight Cup. And Washington's going to have a little change, but but not very much. And the key thing was they kept Carlson. One thing that's become apparent in the last three years in the Metro Division, 
the pens and caps are royalty, and the rest are ham and eggers. You know, Columbus had that that good season, that long winning streak a couple years back, but they're a bunch of jamokes. Flyers, we saw what they were all about in the first round this year against the Penguins. Rangers are way down. Carolina's going to be even further down. I can't believe they traded that 21-year-old kid, Noah Hannafin, to Calgary. I think he's a real good player, but you know why they did it? Fancy stats. They looked at his fancy stats, didn't like him, got rid of him. Okay, but he's 21 and a major talent. Iron out his game. That's what coaches do. But, but anyway, it's going to be pens and caps. One, two, in some order in the Metro. And I guarantee they will meet in the second round of the playoffs. I can't guarantee the result, but I can guarantee they will meet in round two. Uh, the Pirates were off last night. I was listening to the B team, and they were talking about how great some double-A pitcher's doing in Altoona. Who cares? He could be great. He could be Sandy Koufax, Nipton, Nolan Ryan. He could be ambidextrous and pitch with both arms simultaneously. Even if he is great, he won't join the Pirates until he's 27, so they don't have to start the service clock. If the Pirates had Bryce Harper, it'd probably still be in AAA. Like I said yesterday, the Pirates can't post a big win. Uh, they rallied with four runs against New York a couple nights back in the ninth inning and, and won the game, but but they're going nowhere. They're a fourth-place team. Actual baseball conversation as pertains to the Pirates is superfluous, whether it's a big comeback win or a great double-A pitcher. The Pirates are just a con. It's like who wins in wrestling. At any rate, the Bucs are in San Diego tonight. Joe Musgrove is on the bump. He started out good, and now he sucks just like the rest of them. Actually, Musgrove doesn't suck. He's just, caliber-wise, a number four starter. That's mostly what the Pirates have is number four and number five starters. Every single one of them is a number four or a number five starter. The one guy who might be better is Nick Kingham, and he's in AAA. Uh, Jameis Winston got suspended three games for groping a female Uber driver in March of 2016. If he did it, he did it and deserves suspended, but that's over two years ago. So much for due process. You know who's going to play quarterback for Tampa Bay while Winston's out? Somebody else. It's just not a very big loss. I mean, shouldn't that suspension happen a bit quicker than that? The Penguins are wrapping up prospect camp. Sid showed up today. If he can skate, he's going to. That's Sid. We've got Caleb Addison on the show at 5 o'clock. He was the top pick for the Penguins in this year's draft. Uh, they didn't have a first-rounder, but they got Kalen in the second round. Going to be a pleasure to talk to him. I wonder if he got to meet Crosby. Because I remember when Sid came and he was 18, and even though he was this uber prospect, and look at what he's become, he was still very wide-eyed. You know, because Mario was still playing. He was wide-eyed coming to Pittsburgh. 
That that's one of my fondest memories when Sid signed my my great friend D Rizzo, who worked for and still does for Sid's management company. The first thing Riz did when him and Sid he picked up Sid at the airport, he brought him to my show. I was at uh, twelve fifty, and I was doing a show at the Steelhead at the Marriott right across the street from. Uh, well, it was the arena then, and now PPG Paints Arena. And Sid came right on the show. And, and that was so cool to see how excited he was. I mean, here he was, the next coming, the next big star. And everyone knew it, and he had to, too. And he was just this wide-eyed kid who was so excited. And I think if a Kalen Addison runs into him, he would be the same way. Probably the same way anyway. But, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to hear if Kalen has to say if he did meet Sid. I remember who was it? J.S. Day, D, whatever you pronounce his name. Doesn't matter. He won't be here much this year. Although he did just sign a contract. I remember he scored a goal in a game last year. First NHL goal. And Mario came into the locker room to congratulate him. And, you know, not only is Mario a legend, you got the, you know, parlez-vous francais thing going there. But it didn't matter because JSD didn't talk much. He was like, up, 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 up. Hey, you know, sometimes still. Um, that way with Mario. Uh, we got this American Flag Football League in town. There's an amateur bracket. Uh, the national quarterfinals for the amateur bracket are Saturday and Sunday at Highmark Stadium. The express purpose of that being to F up the soccer field by painting on football lines, which then never quite wear off. That happened, by the way. You go to Highmark for a soccer game, you can see the football lines, just like I said would happen. We got a thousand effing football fields. And we had to desecrate the one cathedral of soccer for what was it, the women's team back then that nobody talks about because nobody cares at all about the women's team at all, even a little bit cares at all. Uh, anyway, uh, she got that in high mark. Uh, the amateur brackets this weekend, there's a pro bracket too with guys like Ocho Cinco and Mike Vick. Carlos Boozer from the NBA's playing. He's like, what, 6'8", and he's a moose. That would be interesting. Dennis Dixon, the ex-stealer, is one of the quarterbacks in the pro bracket. Water does find its own level. It's 7-on-7. Seven seven. We got Ramonce Taylor up next. He used to play for the University of Texas. He's on the money team, which plays in time this weekend. Uh, the winning team in this tournament gets a million bucks. And I'd bet on the amateurs against the pros in the final. Because the amateurs have played this game. They're like regular flag football teams. I think flag football ain't tackle football. It's just not the same. I would bet on the amateurs. We'll see what Ramon's Taylor thinks about that. He's just around the corner here on 105.9. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You're like, what the hell? Hey, Mark. Hey, what? Super genius, big fan. It's Ringling Brothers time. DX at 105.9. Big time flag football at Highmark Stadium this weekend. It's the American Flag Football League tournament. The NFL is involved, giving it some backing. Uh, Ex-pros are playing, and the winner gets a million bucks. Joining me now from the money team. They'll be at Highmark this weekend. Uh, it's Ramonce Taylor. Uh, Ramonce, welcome to the show. Uh, you played big-time college football at the University of Texas and then in the Canadian Football League. How'd you wind up playing flag football, and how long you been doing it? 
Okay, we're having technical difficulties and do not have remonts. This has been someday here. The computer was down, the internet, so we'll get to remonts later. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Although I'm not sure we could put you on if you do call, so use your own judgment. Uh, we've been talking about the Washington Capitals. And uh, I'm not sure the Capitals are going to be a one-hit wonder. Been talking about that. Hoped they would be. Thought they might fall apart, but they kept Carlson. Reardon's the new head coach. They kept Kempney, kept smith Pelly, May yet keep Orpic after he got bought up by Colorado. Pens and caps every year in the second round. Is it good? Is it bad? Isn't indifferent? Doesn't matter? Can't control it? It's always close, and it's always exciting. That's always a big argument with the playoff format. Should the same teams play all the time? Is rivalry worth more than variety? i got to tell you, these series between the Pens and Caps are so good and so tight, I prefer rivalry. I like games like that. I love series like that. 412-333-9939. We overreacted when the Capitals won this year. The Penguins have beaten the Capitals so often, they had their perception as whipping boys here in Pittsburgh, and they're a good team. Penguins just beat them a bunch of times in a row, yeah. Sid beat Ovi a bunch of times in a row, yeah. Sid got the two cups, Ovi had none. Three cups, actually. Ovi had none, now he has one, but it could have gone different. It could have gone the other way. Have the Penguins been better? Yeah. Has Sid been better than Ovi? Yeah. But the margin was a lot closer than I think we realized or maybe cared to admit. Now, right now, the only way to contact me might be via Twitter. So if you'd like to ask any questions via Twitter, now is the time to do it. For example, this tweet, I tweeted about Foreigner appearing this week in New Jersey. I'm going to see him for the fourth time in 11 months. Feels like the fourth time, get it? And BK says, shouldn't you be spending more time studying hockey so you at least sort of know what you're talking about? No, I'm okay the way it is. I'm going to go see Foreigner this weekend. Maybe next week I'll blog about him again or about Whitesnake or about Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin evening. Uh I, I do what I want. I know a ton about hockey, but but maybe not because I don't blog about it and I don't tweet about it every five seconds. Seriously, you know, I don't respond on Twitter to the Jamokes, but I'd like to go around. Remember that movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Where Jay and Silent Bob got a million bucks and flew everywhere around the country to beat up people that ripped them on the internet? That was kind of a neat storyline. Okay, we good for Ramonts now? Okay, let's try it again. My guest now is playing in the American Flag Football League playoffs at Highmark Stadium this week, and he's on the money team. We welcome Ramonts Taylor. Uh, Ramonts, like I said, you played big-time college ball at Texas and then in the Canadian Football League. How'd you wind up playing flag football? Um, a friend of mine invited me over one night. Um, living, I started coaching after I got through playing in the Canadian League. I started coaching. And he invited me over to play one night with him. And um, and I fell in love with the game. 
just started to continue playing it on. That was probably back in 2009, I want to say, something like that. Okay, so you're a veteran. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, you play for the money team in the playoffs this weekend. Where is the money team from, and how was it assembled? Is it like your neighborhood guys where you're from, or is it an all-star team? So it's basically our neighborhood guys where we're from. We're a group of guys based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, we've been playing it's two of the best teams, which is Blackout and Looney Tunes. We've been playing a four-man, five-man format for a while, and we just decided to put our teams together. And, um, you know, uh, we've got a powerful team. We've won a lot of money, you know, up to this tournament, probably about $80,000 total throughout the years of just playing from 2009 to to right now. Not too and, uh, bad. Not too bad. No wonder you're the money team, Ramon. You guys are pulling down the cash. Now, this is seven on seven, and you play the flex position. Uh, what the heck is the flex position? Uh, that's, that's pretty much the uh, Mr. Do-Everything position. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, that's kind of like the receiver, uh, throwback guy, uh, the throw-off guy, returner. It's, flex is pretty much everything, so... So you're the jack of all trades. Well, no, I'm not the jack of all trades. My quarterback is the jack of all trades because he can do the same thing. <laughs> well, you guys are winning money, so I'm sure a lot of you can uh, can get the job done. Now, this weekend at Highmark is the amateur half of the tournament. That uh, the winner of the amateur bracket gets to play the winner of the pro bracket. They got guys like Ocho Cinco and Vic. Uh, uh, you you fell short of the NFL. How much would it mean to play against guys like that in flag football? Uh, you know, it, it would be it would be a, a nice experience. It would be very fun just, you know, be able to share the same field as those guys and, and be able to compete against those guys, you know, opportunity that I missed out on. But, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I hope the money, I hope the Texas money team, I hope we're able to, you know, get all the way to that million-dollar game where we have that opportunity to play against those guys. Well, I'll say that would be great because, like you said, uh, Ramonts, the winning team gets a million bucks. Uh you could actually split a million bucks. That that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, for flag football? <laughs> that, that would be that would be lovely. I'm already setting up plans for what we're gonna do with that money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what's the football like? How physical is it? I, I'm assuming it's very wide open with a lot of points, but is it a physical game? Well, um, you know, this game is this game is real. It's not it's not as flag football is not so much physical as it is in in the past and everything because you can't really do too much, but we do play formats of flag football where it is physical, where you have the big linemen, you have the stiff forming, you have all that good stuff without the pads. So, and I, and a lot of our guys are accustomed to that format. So I think that's why we kind of adjust over to this seven man because this is the next thing next to real football is this seven man format for the flag or the nine man format for the flag. No, and I got that. The, and no. the way that the American Football Flag League is actually um, putting together the flag league rules and everything and how the game is played is the closest thing to real football. I got to figure speed means a lot, too. You got to be fast, right? Yeah, you got to be fast. You have to be quick, and everything has to be on point. And you got to make sure you grab flags. So if you miss flags, you put your teammates in a bind, and that could cost you the game. Now, I said uh, before you came on, Ramonts, that when it gets to the final, the pros against the amateurs – I would bet on the amateurs, and I really would, because the amateur players, this is your game. Like you said, you've been doing this since 2009 on a high level. You would have to be confident if you played the pros, right? 
Right, you're, and you're a smart man because that's what I would do too. I would bet on the amateurs also <laughs> because we've been playing this game for a while. We know it's all about the hips. And in the NFL, you're not using your hips as much as you, as you are when you're coming downhill to lay a shoulder or wrap up. So if I hit you with a hip move, you know, that's that could be that tenth of a second right there that you miss, and that's a house call. You know, so it's a lot different. I, I, bet, on, I bet on the amateurs all day long. <laughs> well, Ramonts, it was good talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck this weekend, and get that million bucks. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was good stuff, Ramonts Taylor. I'd like to see that. I'm telling you, if the, remember I said this, we will update you. The amateurs will beat the pros in the final. Absolutely. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Got a lively show today. Like I said, Jason Mackey joins me at 415 to uh, talk about hockey. I've been saying, and I'll talk later about this. I have never seen backlash toward a Penguin signing like the vitriol by the nutty minority on social media about getting Jack Johnson. Now, to you people, I'd like to say, F off and die. What's it to you? He's the fifth defenseman, bottom pair. He's pretty good. He's been in the league for 13 years. You think they let guys stay in the league for 13 years that suck? And then I keep saying, oh, he was a healthy scratch in the playoffs. Well, maybe that ass face, John Tortorella, scratched the wrong guy. Ian Cole played ahead of him. Speaking of healthy scratches, Ian Cole's had a lot more healthy scratches in his career than Jack Johnson's had in his. This infatuation with Ian Cole, even long after he's gone, Geez, it's just incredible to me. But you're fanboys. You don't get the game. You don't watch the game. There's this goof, and he's a goof, that, that like is a borderline hockey writer in town. I won't even dignify him by saying his name. I will say he's a goof. You know what he does? He writes, here, here's his latest blog. Jack Johnson's a bad signing. Then he puts seven graphs of fancy stats from other websites and that's his block. He did no actual work himself. He just posted other people's fancy stats. You know why? Because he's a goof. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Here's a great tweet. Is the time Johnny Cueto dropped the ball in the playoff game, the Pirates' greatest highlight over the last 20 years. Uh, DL, you know what I wish he would have done? I wish he would have picked the ball up and then beamed you in the face with it. That would have been the greatest pirate highlight in the last 20 years. Oh, the fans made Cueto drop the ball. Yeah, where are you at now, bitch? Empty park now, bitch. Crappy team, bitch. Pirates suck, bitch. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Mark. Sorry. I'm talking to my son. Um, no one cares at all. No one. The X at 105.9. Here's some interesting Steeler talk. Uh, you know that website, Pro Football Focus? They watch tape of every NFL game and grade every player in every game using a disturbing degree of detail. I wonder how big their staff is to pull that off. Anyway, Pro Football Focus says the Steelers currently have the seventh best roster in the NFL. 
Third best in the AFC behind New England and the LA Chargers. Yes, I said the LA Chargers. Potash has to be tumescent upon hearing that. Uh, they rank individual players elite, high quality, average, below average, and poor. Why can't they use A, B, C, D, and F like everybody else? I don't know, but elite, high quality, average, below average, and poor. The Steelers have two elite players. Guess who? You're right. Well, no, you might have said Lev Bell. He's not. He is high quality. Antonio Brown is elite, as is David DeCastro. Pro Football Focus says DeCastro is one of only two offensive linemen who ranks top 10 in both run and pass block. There are a few head scratches in these ratings, though, for the Steelers. For example, Artie Burns and Mike Hilton are rated high quality. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about the secondary anymore. We got these two high quality guys. Although I do think Mike Hilton's a pretty good nickel. And I think Artie Burns can be a high quality cornerback, but, but not yet. Not yet. And listen to this. Marquise Pouncey and Ramon Foster are ranked poor. How on earth is Pouncey poor? Dude made the last two Pro Bowls. And Benz thinks that this offensive line is his best ever. I'll tell you how they get ranked poor. Fancy stats. It's got to be fancy stats. Trump is telling us the media is the enemy. Fancy stats are the enemy in every sport. I'll take Ponzi and Foster on my team, and Ben Roethlisberger will too. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. By the way, now that I hear No Quarter, it makes me realize Jason Bonham did not do No Quarter Wednesday at uh, KeyBank, nor Cashmere, and they took the middle out a whole lot of love. You know, the crazy section, all the theremin and stuff like that, they just went to bam. But you know what? They're the opening act. And that's what happens to opening acts. Let's go to Mike in Uniontown. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. How you doing, Bob? Good, Mike. Hey, I'm coming in for a family reunion. I'm, I'm driving in for Uniontown. And I got a bet with my wife. She doesn't believe I went to high school with you. You call, you, you, what's your last name? Semino. Let me talk to your wife. All right, here you go. Sally, here's Mark wants to talk to you. Hey, yes, he did Sally, he did not go to high school with me. I've never heard that name before in my life. He did not go to high school. I think you should leave him right now. Take the kids, take the car, take the dog, take the money. Leave him right now. And that is giving no quarter. Let's go to Dave in New Kensington. Dave, you're the Mark Madden Show. Mark, uh, you're talking about uh, passion playing down there, right? Did you ever go to one of them games? No, no, I, I had something else to do. And the next time they play, I'll have something else to do. And every time they play, I'll be busy that day. 
Why? Yeah. You don't got to be sexist about it. You know, it's pretty good football. I mean, it stinks. I, Nobody I want wants to watch it. It stinks. Nobody cares about it. They couldn't draw money if you dipped them in super glue and dragged them through Fort Knox. It stinks. They couldn't draw flies with bucket of excrement. It stinks. Bro, tell me the feeder system for women's football. Where do they play before this? Well, a lot of them just play different sports in high school or college. Oh, but that's not football, is it? There's no high school football for women. Occasionally a girl kicks. I'm not putting down girls' sports. Basketball, wonderful. Tennis, wonderful. Volleyball, wonderful. A lot of things, wonderful. Women's football stinks. Nobody cares. They stink. If they played a junior high boys team, the junior high boys team would beat them 100 to nothing. They stink. Anything else? Tell me what you really think about it. Jeez. It's okay. 41233. No, it stinks. And again, I keep going back. There was no reason to let them play at Highmark Stadium. It's a soccer field. It should have been kept just for soccer. And now that they've had football there, those lines that were supposed to be temporary, you could see the outline on the soccer field. They took the soccer cathedral and effed it up for a bunch of women playing, pretending they're football players. That's what they're doing. They're pretending they're football players. They didn't play Pop Warner, didn't play high school, didn't play college, didn't play pro. They're pretending and they stink. Not to be critical. Let's go to Sam in Connellsville. Sam, you're on with Double M. Hey, have you had anyone give you a reasonable explanation on why they're against the Jack Johnson signing yet? Not not a good reason. I mean, the only logical criticism I can see, Sam, is that it, it the contract's a year too long. But almost every contract's a year too long. Like, they gave Jack Carlson an eight-year deal, right? Yeah, yeah. You think he's going to be any good in the eighth year? No, if they even have him that long. Exactly right. So... So, no, you tell me. Can you see any reason why Jack Johnson, at that price, isn't a good get for bottom-pair defensemen? No, I, I really can't. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a fence fan, but, you know, why, why would you be against having a veteran like that that's, you know, been through the... You know, you know what it is? You know what it is, bro? It's the piratization of the Pittsburgh sports fan. The Pirates make every deal based on penny-pinching. So, so people look at that and say... Well, you can't pay that guy that kind of money. You can't give that guy five years. Yvonne Nova, too many years, too much money. Ah! The devil mocks your every step. In just 30 seconds, we'll keep talking about the Jack Johnson signing. What What if the Penguins pulled the deal out from under it? What if they, what if they reneged? What if Jack Johnson reneged? You know what I'll say? It was still a great four or five days of talk radio. Thank you, Jacko. Thank you, Jim. That's not going to happen, by the way. 105.9 X.